0: Welcome in to another episode of the Bet the Nerd Fancy Show after another week of great games. Uh, we had the Bills almost blow a 28-3 to 3 lead against the Rams, and then a pass interference go the other way against the Rams, and the Bills ended up winning the game. Um, just a day of some great—Falcons uh, the blew another lead, too, so that's normal. Um, you can find some normalcy in this COVID-ridden world with the Atlanta Falcons blowing leads uh but let's get in or so on this show we're going to be having our flops our bops our drops and our cops and the news and we're also changing it up a little bit we're going to do the game preview for the thursday night game show on this show even though it's not a very good game sorry will i know you're a jets fan um before we get into the news will i have two quick questions for you these are two buy or sell questions buy or sell the two seahawks receivers tyler lockett and dk metcalf top 15 wide receivers rest of season
1: I'll buy it for Tyler Lockett and reluctantly buy it for DK Metcalf. The The target volume for Metcalf is not quite there. He would have had two touchdowns if he didn't pull Deshaun Jackson, so that's worth noting. Um, that was so he, he bad. He looks amazing, but when you look at the box score, it's four catches, four catches, four catches in each of the first three games. And while well, that's great, and it, it's a high value target that he's getting. I'm not sure that's sustainable, like, top 15 for the entire season. But he is playing with the best quarterback in the league, and that's like that makes him a top 15 option in my opinion. So I think he's there. Lockett's definitely there. Lockett is just destroying right now. Touchdowns, yardage, targets, like, he's getting all of it. He's a top 10 play every single week at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then, second question, buy or sell, Austin Eckler, top 10 running back rest of the season.
1: Yeah. For sure. He, yeah.
0: yeah, I think this is a definite buy as long as Justin Herbert stays the quarterback just because he targets the running back a lot. Austin Eckler has caught all of his targets this season. How insane is that? It's ridiculous. He had 11 catches last week. He caught all 11 targets. It's Yeah, he's amazing. Just very good, very talented player. And he only had 12 carries, and he had 31 fantasy points in PPR. And he
1: doesn't need to get, like, a bunch of carries to be productive. Josh Kelly can still have a role, and Eckler can still be top 10. This team uses their running backs so much that the the volume is really just not a concern.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on to the news, we've got some injuries to talk about. Chris Godwin, just coming off the concussion, had a good game and got hurt in the fourth quarter, hamstring injury. Um, I didn't see the injury happen, but, you know, I was like, maybe they're just holding him out because they're up a lot on Denver. Turns out, Arian says he's probably going to miss the next game, and then they have a quick turnaround to a Thursday night game. So Chris Godwin is probably out the next two games. Um, you know, hamstring injuries, they're not, like, very long-term, but they always linger. So, like, this, this could be tough. Chris Godwin's already missed one game with a concussion. Um, Mike Evans, this is great for him. And the people who played Scottie Miller when Chris Godwin missed, he was awful. So, like I think, and Miller was good again this against this again this week. Yeah. And when Godwin was out, he kind of dropped the touchdown. So or he didn't drop it, but it was like a, one yard out of his reach. So if he catches that pass, maybe we we're fine with Scotty Miller. What do you, What do you make of this injury?
1: Well, maybe Mike Evans will have more than two catches for two yards <laughs> and two touchdowns this week. Uh, that was annoying playing against that in fantasy. One of the reasons I lost. Uh, we'll get to the other reason later in the show. <laughs> but that was, that was whack, but he'll have definitely more volume with, with Godwin out. But I also expect yeah. that the Buccaneers are going to run the ball a lot. Uh, I forget who they're playing next week, but it's, it's, or, they're uh, playing the Chargers. Chargers. I, I expect this to be a very slow game. It was been a
0: perfect game for Godwin because Chris Harris Jr. just got hurt. Yeah. Wow. So
1: I'm, I'm expecting a lot of Fournette in that game, a lot of running the ball, a uh, very defensive game. So not great for fantasy, but, I don't trust anyone on that offense or any other receivers besides uh, Mike Evans. I'm not trusting Scotty Miller yet until he shows it, and I'm not trusting like Gronkowski.
0: <laughs> um, Chris Carson. I don't know if you saw that play. Thirty. It's pretty 30. bush league. Yeah, pretty bush league. He got tackled and alligator alligator rolled on. Um, I think is the phrase, and he has a knee sprain. But the good news is that he has a chance to play week four um he's been great so far it, been great in the receiving game as well so chris carson just a lock and loaded top 15 running back and hopefully he plays this week dallas goddard fractured ankle another injury for this eagles team that just can't seem to stay healthy um i i had goddard on one of my teams and i was just like what like what am i supposed to do first catch of the game and he's just out like yeah. there's just no chance what that happens um I mean, there's no. I mean, we saw Zach Ertz just benefit from that, um, and Greg Ward Jr. had a pretty nice game as well. And because Deshaun Jackson also hurt his hamstring, so and now Alshon
1: Jeffrey might be coming back this week, potentially. Ooh,
0: that's true. If Alshon Jeffrey is on your waiver wire, look out for that.
1: Yeah, I published my publishing waiver column today. Uh, I'm not sure what the status of that is as of this recording, but it's going up. Alshon Jeffrey is on it. He's an option. And quickly going back to the Chris Carson injury, if Carson misses. Carlos Hyde is the top ad, because he becomes an instant top like eighteen play this week. So against especially against that Miami defense. So if if Carson if you see news that Carson's out, definitely try to get Carlos Hyde, and then, with this Goddard injury and then with Rager and Jackson both battling injuries. As gross as it is, trusting anyone in the Eagles' offense, Jeffrey might be a decent option.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Jeffrey doesn't play, I would play Greg Ward too. Yeah. Greg Ward had seven targets in week one and had, like, ten this week. And the Wentz has to throw the ball to somebody. Unfortunately. So. <laughs> he looks awful, yeah. too. I mean, he doesn't have much help, but, like, Wentz, to be a two years away from being an MVP candidate, it's just... Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Tariq Cohen, after signing the extension, torn ACL. Um, I mean... Tariq wasn't a huge fantasy prospect, but like this is really good for David Montgomery. I think this is a perfect time to buy low on Montgomery, who just had a pretty down week and a good matchup, we all thought, against the Falcons. But they were coming back, so they couldn't really use the running game. But Montgomery's not a bad pass catcher. He's going to be forced into that role. I think this is a very good... Um, like, I think Montgomery's probably a top 15 running back going forward. Do you agree with that? Top
1: 15, maybe not. I don't think the passing volume is going to be quite that high. And they're not on a good enough offense for him to get a ton of touchdowns. I wouldn't go there, but I think he's definitely a low-end RB2, high-end flex going forward. The thing about Tariq Cohen is, like, I feel bad for him that he's out, but him being out kind of helps everyone else. You're going to see more targets in the passing game going to Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Jimmy Graham, more, tar- more uh, touches in the running game going to Montgomery, more passes going to Montgomery. Like, Cohen was kind of just a vacuum that just Absorb like 10 targets a game in the, for some reason, and now that he's out, everyone kind of benefits in that offense.
0: And this is the next piece of news that we have. Nick Foles is the starter, also benefits all these right. targets. We saw Allen Robinson thrive with Foles. He had 10 catches for 123 in touchdown, we'll talk about him later, but I think Anthony Miller should be added in all leagues. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know if he's startable right away, but if we see one good week from him and Foles, I would trust him. Like, Foles is definitely way more viable than Mitch Trubisky. He, he's uh, he's supported two top 30, top 25 receivers in the past. So De- Anthony Miller is talented. If Foles likes him, I, I like that. I like Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was great this past yeah. week. So definitely an uptick for all their, uh, like, targets. And they are 3-0 and somehow. Yeah. Um, Three Titans players and five staff tested positive for a coronavirus following the game against the Vikings. Um, so the Vikings and Titans closed their facilities, and their opponents, like the Texans and the Steelers, are still planning to, res- to play their respective games. So hopefully it all works out, yeah. but just be prepared to pivot if you have guys on those teams. Um, that's it for the news. Let's move on to the BOPS. So first one that he's been in here every single week, Russell Wilson, twenty seven for 40, 315 yards and five touchdown passes. And listen, this this has to be a record. This this has to be a record. His touchdown percentage of fifteen point four percent, which means fifteen point four of his of his throws are touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. That 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 just cannot be. That can't. That has to be a record, right?
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is that. It might be sustainable too. It might
0: be <laughs> so. Uh, like as as like. Just to put that in perspective, the league averages between like six and seven percent. Right. Because like like,
1: yeah. as an analytics guy, you see that number and you're like, oh, okay, regression, 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 regression. Right. Then you watch them play and it's like, oh, Tyler Lockett, sixty-yard touchdown. DK Metcalf, sixty-yard touchdown. Like. I'm not betting against it. Hey, and it would
0: have been even higher if Metcalf hadn't fumbled on the right. one. <laughs> so right. I'm,
1: not, I'm not betting against russell wilson yeah josh allen
0: 24 for 33 311 and 4 um this mvp race looks like it's a three three horse race between wilson allen and mahomes josh allen looks like he's taking a three-year leap that we all wanted to take through three weeks 70.5 percent completion percentage i was i bought into the talent yeah i i did not expect this. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be in the sixty-three to sixty-eight percent range, but this is definitely a very pleasant surprise. Um, and he hasn't even added his rushing floor yet. Like he only rushed for eight yards last week yeah. and one touch, and he rushed for a touchdown. But like, still, that will come too in games where they're competitive. And I mean, it was kind of weird because the Bills have been leading in a lot of these games, but they throw the ball when they're leading. Mm-hmm. But they also gave up the lead in this game and then were forced to throw... Like, that drive yeah. at the end of the game was very impressive. Yeah, We can talk about how controversial that P.I. was, but it was a very impressive drive for, yeah. by Josh well, the Allen.
1: One thing about Josh Allen is, like, there are still going to be people who say that this performance through three weeks is a fluke. And while I understand that, he is better. He's gotten a lot better. His footwork is better. I I, I did not... like foresee the impact that Stephon Diggs was going to have on this passing offense he's been amazing and he just has unlocked a whole lot more like we've been roasting Josh Allen like especially last year but he is he had like John Brown and a bunch of nobodies for the entire season now with John Brown Stephon Diggs Cole Beasley's as a third option looks great like he's the real deal and if someone in your league that hasn't hasn't fully bought in please trade for him because like you're not going to do it any longer after this
0: well, I feel like the person who has him in your league was probably listening to this show and was listening to me and has <laughs> bought it. So, let's move along. Patrick Mahomes just doing Patrick Mahomes type things: thirty-one for forty-two, three hundred and eighty-five and four. Alvin Kamara, who is basically Alvin Michael Thomas Kamara, until yeah, six for fifty-eight on the ground, twelve for one hundred and thirty-three and two through the air. It, he's basically a wide receiver at this point. Like, he's the number one quarter, run, number one running back, and number one wide receiver. In in fantasy, yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, James Robinson, uh, eleven for forty six and two touchdowns, and the receiving work kind of came in like garbage time, yeah. But it still counts. Six he's six catches for eighty three yards. Robinson's a must start now, don't you think? Yeah,
1: especially next week against the Bengals. God, God you have to play him.
0: Yeah. And I think his price is still pretty low on drafting, so there's another like there's another bargain play. I played him this week and it helped me out a lot. Yeah. And I, I also and we'll get to Hollywood Brown later because I know we were talking about him earlier in the show, but I needed like 7 points from Hollywood Brown in DFS to cash out really big and it just didn't come through. So that was really obnoxious. And also, that throw from the to Hollywood Brown was a touchdown and, yeah. and Lamar put it 2 yards behind him. What, 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 oh what, my what god. Uh, I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, moving along. Austin Eckler, my start of the week. 12 rushes for 59 yards, 11 catches for 84 yards, and one touchdown. This week was just like putting on display how valuable it is to have running backs who can catch passes. Kareem Hunt was also good, too. He was not in the like, – he's not, he wasn't stud, like, bop level, but he was still pretty good. And when you have guys who are going to get – eight to ten targets out of the backfield, they're basically must-starts. Naheem Hines was, was good again this week, too. Yeah. The floor um, is high. Yeah, the floor is very high, especially in PPR half-PPR uh, leagues is what we usually play in. Derek Henry, 26 for 119 and 2 and his two touchdowns. It felt like they were showing a replay on red zone. Like, <laughs> it happened it, within yeah. a minute of each other, and they were both diving touchdowns from the one-yard line. I was so confused. But, yeah, um... Henry had another had a, had a very just like typical Derrick Henry game. So now if you're a Henry owner you're you're happy again. Rex Burkhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> 6 for 49 and 2 on the ground, 7 for 49 and 1 through the air. Like one of my friends in my league played Rex Burkhead picked him up on Sunday morning and played him over McKinnon somehow. <laughs> and then lost. He scored 150 and lost by 1 to to last night to Kamara, um, or on Sunday night to Camara. So, like, it was just complete turn of events. He had, okay, but his two highest scores were Rex Burkett and the Indianapolis defense. <laughs> he got 51 points out of those two. be uh, 61, 61. It was
1: that kind of week, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> it really was. Um, Tyler Lockett, let's move on to wide receivers. Tyler Lockett, again, my start of the week. Hot Lockett, <laughs> nine for 103 touchdowns. touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> They were all in the yeah. first half. Yeah! Wow. I mean, he's just him and Russ have been playing so long together that like, when Russ is better outside running, running outside of the pocket when the play breaks down, and Lockett just knows where to go, mm-hmm. to like be ready for 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 Wilson's throw. So it's just like. This this is not gonna stop anytime soon. Lockett's gonna be a probably a top five receiver for the next few weeks. Yeah. Um he'll probably stop, stay top ten the rest of the season. It, Cause like this is the time where they're letting Russ Cook finally, and if Carson misses any time, it'll be even better for Lockett.
1: Yeah.
0: Um DeAndre Hopkins, 10 for 137. Like I feel like he could have had 20 catches in this game. <laughs> like they were throwing the ball to Keyshawn Johnson in the fourth quarter when they could have thrown it to Hopkins, too. Like yeah. he's so He's just so good. He's Like, I didn't understand how, again, how the Texans traded him. But he, yeah, target monster. Um, I'm just going to keep going through these wide receivers, and you can stop me whenever you want to talk about any of these guys. DK Metcalf, we talked about him a little earlier. Keenan Allen, I think this is one we should talk about. Yeah. Justin Herbert has taken a fancy to Keenan Allen. 13 for 132 and a touchdown on 19 targets.
1: 19 targets. targets.
0: But this isn't outlandish. We've seen Keenan Allen have games like this before, where he's had yeah, he high double-digit target games. I expect regression against a very good Tampa Bay um, secondary, but Keenan Allen has it has exceeded our expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything we want to touch on so far? Yeah,
1: I just I didn't think the passing volume was going to be there, but it seems like it may be with Herbert playing quarterback. He's thrown for like three hundred yards in both his games so far, so. If that keeps up, Caden Allen is the top target for sure, besides Eckler, and I think he's startable in most matchups. Maybe not this week against Tanbucks, it's really tough, but... But how can you bench him after that week? It's it's, it's a tough decision, but he, he looks great. Um, we never questioned the talent, it was always just like the situation, and the situation looks better, so yeah, I'm all for it.
0: I mean, and to be fair, when we were analyzing the situation, we were analyzing the situation for 16 games with Tyrod Taylor, right. which I don't think this—we none right. of us At would have like eight. seen 19 targets and for Allen and 11 targets for Eckler with Tyrod Taylor. Right. I mean, that Tyrod Taylor threw 20 passes in right. one. It wasn't possible. Yeah. Um, Allen Lazard. This Lizard is a guy Shane. Will and I were hyping up, the Lazard King. <laughs> We've been hyping up the whole off season. He's the number 10 receiver right now. Yeah. Six for 146 and a touchdown. Adams is expected to come back this week, but they're playing Atlanta. I think Lazard is pretty is a pretty good start, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's very high upside. Rodgers loves him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, they love him. 6'5". Um, Tyler Boyd. Oh, you want to keep going on Lazard? Oh, Let, let's keep going on Lazard.
1: 6'5", big frame. What else can I say?
0: <laughs> yeah? All right. I love him. I love him. I have him on both my teams, because yeah. it was like, I took him in the 15th round, and I'm going to start him next week. It's yeah. just awesome. do you love when that happens? Yeah. Ugh. Tyler Boyd, 10 for 125. Um, I think this is a like, a huge beneficiary of CJ Uzama being hurt. I thought Drew Sample would be decent, but he was obviously awful. Boyd is like the middle of the field guy, and this was such a good matchup for Cincinnati. Against Philadelphia, who we were talking about with their linebackers and safeties, Boyd gets those matchups against like Jalen Mills, who <laughs> obviously shouldn't be in the NFL, and he, he he ate the whole game. Like, I think Tyler Boyd's a pretty pretty good play with Uzama out for the for a, the foreseeable and, and future. And his volume in this um, offense,
1: like, Berzo's right, right. Th- last two games, sixty-one and forty-four passes. Like, there are targets to go around for this offense,
0: and yeah, Tyler Boyd has twenty-three targets the past two right. weeks.
1: So I think a so, lot of these Bengals pass catchers are looking pretty good going forward.
0: Yeah, I agree. Allen Robinson finally broke a good game. 10 for 123 and 1. If you are an Allen Robinson owner, you are rejoicing Nick Foles winning the starting job. Do we see Mitch Trubisky ever start a game where he's just the starter?
1: So, no. And then... Okay, good. When I watch Robinson play, I I compare it kind of to Alshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia with Nick Foles. Foles loves these big body receivers that can kind of go up and get it. Um... Foles isn't a perfect quarterback, but his deep ball placement is fantastic. His He's great at throwing contested catches to his receivers. Robinson loves it. Um, this is a perfect marriage of their two skill sets. I think he's a top 10 guy going forward for sure.
0: Cooper Cup, 9 for 107 and 1. Finally a good game for Cooper Cup. I mean, he didn't have a bad game in Week 2. it was 5 catches for 81 yards. But finally seeing him cash in on that touchdown that we all expected him to get. Um, it, yeah, I, like, this was a comeback effort, and Cooper Cup benefited from that comeback effort where they had to throw the ball. Um, this next one, I want you to touch on him. Michael Gallup. It's Gallup's season. Finally. He galloped you to victory. And I, Six for 138-1. And I and one. benched him
1: for Marquise Brown. No! <laughs> for <laughs> Marquise who? Marquise Brown. No! Yeah,
0: that was oh, my God. Big
1: bummer of the week. But, still glad to see it happen for him. We've been calling for it. We know how good he is. Um... This is what he can do. This offense is like, there's a ton of volume to go around. It's not always going to be Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup is immensely talented, and this is what he can do.
0: Well, it's not always going to be Amari Cooper and a CeeDee Lamb, but it might always be Cedric Wilson. Ooh, Five boy. for 107 and two. Who are you? <laughs> Who is he? Have you ever heard of him? I've never no, heard No, but he looked pretty good.
1: He looked really good. Yeah.
0: I never heard of him. Yeah. Alright, um, I feel like there's always a few weeks where there's just guys who pop off out of nowhere. We have never heard of them before. Like, is anybody going to pick up Cedric Wilson after this? Probably not.
1: I think he's going to get like 1% ownership. And okay. he's going to be a Cowboys fan.
0: Right. <laughs> Perfect. But every league has like three Cowboys fans, right. so we're fine. So he'll, he'll be happy. Justin Jefferson, 7 for 175 and 1. And that 81-yard touchdown. Jefferson is very talented. Do we see a, like a situation where there, there have to be passes thrown in Minnesota? Because their defense is just not what they expected it to be. You and I expected it to not be great. Yeah. But they're going to have to throw. And all the passes can't go to Adam Thielen. So Jefferson might be a good option. Like, I think he's probably my number one wide receiver ad on the week. Yeah.
1: So you know that I love Jefferson as a player coming out of college. But for some reason, which I still cannot explain... He was listed as the number three guy on the depth chart behind Thielen and B.C. Johnson. Well, he's finally overtaken B.C. Johnson as the number two receiver on this offense. Such a tough job to took, do. Long, took long enough, but, <laughs> but he looks he looks great. We, like, I, I, the talent is there, and I think the pass attempts are going to be there going forward. This is not a good defense. They, Kirk Cousins should be throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game, and I expect mm-hmm. at least like nine of those to go to Jefferson every game, roughly and he has the the game-breaking skill set to like take a 10-yard slant like 50 yards like he he can can do that he's not like ultra fast but he has speed um and he looks like a pretty reliable option going forward i wouldn't start him until i see more but definitely kind of a a stash play that you you start in good matchups great
0: all right uh t higgins another rookie receiver This is a very good week for rookie receivers. 5 for 40 and 2. I think this is like a case of where when we see this a lot. We saw this with Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton. When a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, comes up with a rookie receiver, they fancy, like, the the chemistry's there because they're usually practicing on the second team during uh, training camp or they get a lot of reps in during training camp or whatever. And this is what's happening with T. Higgins and Joe Burrow. Burrow really likes him. I think even when, like... Higgins didn't catch some of these passes, but even when Burrow's outside of the pocket, he's looking for Higgins, because Higgins is the, dare I say it, he's the best outside receiver on this team, better than A.J. Green, in my opinion. Looks better right
1: now,
0: for sure. R- yeah, exactly. So, I don't think Higgins is startable at all. It's, he didn't have a lot of yards like Justin Jefferson did, but it's definitely someone to keep an eye on. This Again, this is a high-passing uh, volume offense, and... They play Miami next, or they play Jacksonville next yeah, week, yeah. which is a good he, matchup. He
1: can start him and like the five for forty and two touchdowns may seem kind of fluky, but he got nine targets. Like he only yeah, he okay. only caught five of them, but he got nine targets. That's that's the kind of volume you want to see, and I expect pretty good production going forward. So definitely another stash play, kind of like Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, and also like AJ Green could get hurt. Like literally at any time, he could get hurt walking off the field at training camp or like at practice. So if he gets hurt, T. Higgins is probably a must start too. So like there's that as well. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, five for 70, 3 for thirty one on the ground and one. He's very fast. He's, he's um, good. He, he is very good. I don't I don't. Depot Samuel said he was healthy He's coming back now. But like I also read a report that he was not going to come back till week five. I could be wrong. Um,
1: they're saying he's coming back this week.
0: Okay, well, if he comes out this week, then Ayuk's probably not startable. Yeah. But if he is, if he does miss any more time, Ayuk's not a bad play at all.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this was an awful tight end week. The number two tight end on the week was Robert Tonyan.
1: Don't sleep on Robert Tonyan.
0: And number three was Tyler Croft. <laughs> Jimmy Graham six for sixty and two, the number one tight end on the week. Just play your tight ends against the Atlanta Falcons. Play everybody against the Atlanta Falcons. I think that's yeah. what we've learned so far. I think the two defenses where you can target tight end matchups are the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think we've learned that so far. Even though Sample was awful, they use the middle of the field a lot. When there's a better player um, at tight end, because Sample, he's still young, play against the Eagles defense. That's that like that, that's what we've learned through the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the flops. I'm just going to go through them, and we'll talk about their, like, because there's actually a lot of flops who are good players this week. Cam Newton, like it just didn't come through. The the running touchdowns went to Rex Burkhead, and that we knew that was going to happen eventually. Cam wasn't just going to keep getting two rushing touchdowns every week, but still start him. The matchups are still good. Lamar Jackson, this is kind of concerning because this is two weeks in a row where he's just not having a lot of production, and he looked like he looked like like a different version of himself. Like this Chiefs defense really exploited flaws in Lamar Jackson's game. One thing that I really admired that they were doing is they were clogging the edges so there was one time when lamar got sacked where he was backing up in the middle of the pocket and instead of running right at him the two defensive ends ran out so right. that he couldn't get outside of the pocket and then when he tried to step up they were able to get a hand off like they were both able to get enough on him to take him down it was really smart coaching by um i can't remember the Spagnuolo. name of the jeep spagnola but like lamar just looked like a different version of himself and it wasn't the chief defense that i thought would expose it but hey good job but they did a good job and also he missed that one throw the marquise brown that would have made this game fine for lamar would have made so.
1: week tolerable.
0: right <laughs> all right um matt ryan like it, it this is just like they can't get the running game going they, uh, yeah you, they can't so like they're up 26 10 ryan's not going to throw the ball so that's not his fault They can't get the running game going. The reason why this was a bad game is because the way they the way they scored their touchdowns wasn't on the back of Matt Ryan, and they threw a late pick, which made it even worse. But he'll be better in the future. I agree. They're playing Green Bay next week, and you can definitely. It was a tough
1: matchup, and Calvin Ridley still at five for one ten. (laughs) So
0: yeah, we love Calvin Ridley, and he should like if they're not trying to rush their way back. Ryan probably like makes a better throw to Ridley at the end, and that's another six for like one thirty on that last play. Right. So really's great. Um Gardner Minshew. This was weird because I thought this was gonna be a pretty high scoring Thursday night game and Minshew was gonna have a good game, but like it just it never really came through. He made a lot of mistakes. Um like I think he'll be I think he's definitely gonna be startable weeks in the future. He plays Cincinnati next week. I think that you could start him then. Yeah. Like I just wouldn't it's like you'll see this from Gardner Minshew from time to time. He's not a franchise quarterback of any sort, but, like, he's definitely a talented guy, and he's just has a little inconsistencies in his game.
1: Yeah, and the Dolphins are better than given credit for. They have some good players in the secondary, so they made it difficult on the Jaguars' somewhat mediocre receiving core.
0: Josh Jacobs, this is kind of two weeks in a row for Jacobs, even though he's getting the volume. He was very close to not playing in this game. Yeah. Do you think that had a factor in it? It
1: had to. He, just, he didn't look quite like himself throughout this game uh, Raiders were kind of playing from behind, it didn't seem like anyone was getting it going, Waller had, like, one catch for nine yards, I mean, it was not good, no one looked good on the Raiders, they still remained competitive for most of the game, which is good to see, even the, the Patriots kind of, like, destroyed it the last bit and kind of won by, like, 20, but, yeah, uh, Raiders' defense looked good, they got some interceptions, but, I I don't expect other weeks to look like this. I still believe in the Raiders even after this tough game against the Patriots.
0: I agree with you. I I think they're going to be. A good, I think they're a good team moving forward. Um, yeah. So Melvin Gordon. Uh, he was awful. Like it, this Broncos offense, until Drew Locke comes back, you can't really trust anybody. Like Melvin Gordon will probably be fine in positive matchups. You're going to play him against the Jets. Maybe the Jets
1: rush. The Jets rush defense is actually, the only good thing about this team though. Like they did a good job against Jonathan Taylor throughout the game. So that's I'm true. still a little nervous about playing Gordon this week.
0: Yeah, I mean you might be forced to with the running back outlook, but like there's no wide receiver options that I want to play on the Broncos until Drew Locke comes back. Yeah. Um, Leonard starting. Fournette. What? Brett Ripon
1: is their quarterback now. They benched Driscoll. So now it's Oh my god. Rippin just ripping it downfield
0: and throwing picks. Ooh, I love that name though. Um <laughs> Leonard Fournette is now the backup. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce Arians. I told you. This is how it's going to be all year. Like, if you have them, would you just drop them to get out of this conundrum?
1: No, because injuries can still happen. But, but like, I, I there's a reason I didn't drop any of them, because Bruce Arians is my least favorite person in the world. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Not Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze, I've become desensitized, so...
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Joe Mixon again. He's falling on this list every single week. Yeah. Like if you're trying to trade him, just don't expect to get a first round guy in return. No one's gonna want him. Like if if, if someone, he's like past the point of of buy low. Yeah. Nobody wants him at this point. Yeah. I mean, he has a good matchup against Miami this week. Well, I mean, against Jacksonville this week. I keep on getting those two Florida cities mixed up, but. Like, we'll see how he does. It's, this is his best matchup so far. Yeah. If he doesn't do well, you're, like... This is so reminiscent of last year. Because he was dropped in many leagues last year after the first few weeks.
1: Yeah. I mean, I liked Mixon at the start of the offseason. And then I, I, I was talking to, myself, talking to myself, and I was like, when we see running backs have great seasons, it's usually running backs on great teams. Right? And yeah, I stepped back and I was like, do I think this Bengals team is great? And I said, no and i'm like the worst team in the right. league so i i started fading mixon throughout the offseason he ended up making it pretty low to the point where i didn't get him on any teams and, th- and yeah. this is kind of why they, like there's gonna be weeks where he gets like i don't know 60 yards but doesn't score a touchdown like the, the, yeah. the scoring is not there most of it's coming through the passing game and he's someone that i don't even really want to play in the flex until I, he shows any sort of life you know it's,
0: yeah, like, I would play James Robinson over Oh, for sure. Yeah. Robinson's a top 15 yeah. player, probably.
1: All
0: right, you want to take this one away as well, Mark Ingram?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just not starting any Ravens running backs until the, one of them. Uh, can you drop Mark Ingram? Can you drop him?
0: Maybe, if there's someone that's worthy on waivers. Uh, Let's say Chris Carson doesn't play. Would you drop Mike Mark Ingram for Carlos Hyde? Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, Julian Edelman. Uh, this was just a weird
1: game. Yeah, I'm not taking anything out of this game. It was just all right. A, a weird, ma- ma- weird match of schemes. Um, players mm-hmm. that should not have gotten big, big like, volume, got big volume. I'm not really worried yeah. about it. Sony Michelle rushed for hundred and ten yards and like nine carries. So there you go.
0: Darius Slayton. This is the second week in a row where he's fallen on the uh, flops list. But the thing is, like, I think I was talking to Will about this earlier. When I was saying my love for Darius Slayton, it wasn't through the first three weeks. The Giants just went through the gauntlet mm-hmm. in the first three weeks. They had to play the Steelers and the Niners. Their, their, their schedule is going to get a lot easier. The Rams, they play the Rams this week. Slayton's probably going to get Jalen Ramsey. If he doesn't, he'll be fine. But like after this week, I think Darius Slayton's going to start breaking out. Like I would, And I think that he'll be dropped in many leagues. And if he is, please pick him up because he's going to be good the rest of the season.
1: Here's what I will say, though, is that... I honestly thought that the Giants were gonna have a great game. I t- went out on a limb. and I had Daniel Jones as the start of the week, not like necessarily be, like to actually start him, but like just like as a a streamer. And the Giants looked so bad against against yeah. a very depleted Niners defense. So even when they have good matchups, this w- this should have been a good matchup with like uh, what's his name um, Richard Sherman out, um, multiple other corners out. Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, ACL is out. Like this should have been a great day for Daniel Jones. It wasn't. So, I'm concerned going forward. Even when they have good matchups, you could still see games like this from them, which is which is very yeah. concerning.
0: Cause, cause the thing is, because no one's scared of them running the ball. Right there used to be the, there people were scared of Saquon, so they would stack the boxes. The boxes aren't stacked anymore for Devonta Freeman and Dion Lewis. Yeah, I, I, yeah I you might have a on point. This team right now. <clears throat> DJ Moore, this is someone you should also talk about. It looks like the volume has gone Robbie Anderson's way. DJ Moore only had two catches this week. Yeah. Like, are you are you nervous about Moore? Kind
1: of. I mean, we saw in the offseason, like, in the late portions of the training camp, th- there was this, this uh, news blurb that came out that said, Teddy Bridgewater has developed a great rapport with Robbie Anderson. And I was like, oh, cool. New quarterback likes the new guy. Uh, but I still think DJ Moore is, like, a great player. And he's one of those guys where I was trusting the talent to win out. I'm kind of scared because, yeah. as I like nothing throughout these weeks has said that DJ Moore isn't talented. I think he's still playing really well, but the volume just is not really going his way right now. And I thought especially with McCaffrey going out, I was like, oh, okay, now is when DJ Moore's going to get more volume because they can't throw like fifteen passes to the running back each game. Mike Davis is getting the ball in the passing game, so not much has changed and. If I don't see something going forward, I'm not like dropping him. He's de- like he's not nowhere close to being droppable, but he's someone that I don't really want to start right now, right? Especially in these tough matchups,
0: yeah. And then Hollywood Brown, we touched on Hollywood Brown. Like, do you think it's gonna start? Be- like, he keeps on, he gets all these good matchups, like he has Washington this next week, which is a good matchup. But are you, is he a lock? No, he's not no. a lock for your lineup. So I think it's probably wait and see with Hollywood Brown. You're not dropping him just because of how good that offense could be. But I don't think you can start him right now. Let's move on to the drops. Um, If if you don't want to drop any of these guys, just stop me and we'll talk about it. But Cam Akers is probably droppable. He's the third running back on that team. Drew Brees. Drew Brees offers no upside. He can't throw the ball more than five yards on the field. And I don't know why you would want to start him at this point. Brandon Cooks, I thought he was going to have a decent game because Steve Nelson is the only weak spot on the Steelers defense and Cooks got lined up against him but Cooks still wasn't good enough so like I didn't have Cooks on any of my teams because I was like favoring Fuller over him but it still is kind of scary to see I'm not
1: sure I would drop him yet just because we know Fuller always gets hurt the match the matchups are gonna get better for Houston first three weeks they get Kansas City Baltimore and Pittsburgh so I would pump the brakes a little bit on like dropping anyone from the Texans I want to see them play against a team that isn't one of the three best teams in the league. Or like one of the right. or like top seven teams in the league. Those
0: are the three best teams those are like the three best teams in the AFC right yeah. now. Yeah.
1: So pumped breaks a little bit on the on dropping Texans players, but definitely a little bit concerning. He had a decent matchup on the outside, but the pass rush was great for Pittsburgh and Houston got blank in the second half. So it was tough, but I'm willing to wait and wait and see on him.
0: Marvin Jones Junior he had two weeks with Galladay, and he was not great. And now Galladay's back, and he also wasn't like he's been fine, but he hasn't he hasn't been he hasn't broken out once. I don't think this I think this is also a wait and see guy. But like it's tough to play Marvin Jones. He sometimes has really good games, and you just don't know when it'll happen. Hopkins getting more and more involved each week, so I'm I'm
1: nervous about Marvin Jones. I'm not sure how I'd drop him, but he's definitely moving down the bench.
0: Yeah, I was happy to see that game from Galladay because I thought he might be a little limited on the hamstring, but he looked really good, and that touchdown catch was really nice. Yeah um T.Y. Hilton this was another bad game script because the game basically started with the Jets spotting the Colts seven points like the offense didn't touch the ball until like the five minute mark in the first Thanks quarter the so oh I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: but it was, I mean it that was, brutal. It was, it was an awful game game script horrible with T.Y. Hilton he hasn't looked great this year though even when the game script has been good so I'm not sure how to drop him just because it's it's still T.Y. Hilton you can probably even get a little bit in trade value for him uh, but this is what we were scared of in the off season, so we didn't draft him because
0: we just. This is why he was below guys like Deontay Johnson, Darius. Because we,
1: like we just didn't really know what kind of player he is right now. He was ranked highly because we know what he can be, but this is also what he can be. So yes, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. Um, we'll see if they start passing the more passing more going forward when they have tougher matchups. But I'm I'm definitely not
0: on board. And then I'm dropping AJ Green. Like, I don't have him anywhere, but I would drop him if I yeah, did.
1: Yeah, he looks just slow and bad. Just nothing else to say. All
0: right. On to the cops. Um, and just so you know, we the cops is just for people you want to pick up. It has no it has no other meaning. <laughs> it's a slang term. Ryan Fitzpatrick was great this past week, and he has another good matchup with Seattle. It's going to be a shootout. Ryan Fitzmagic is going to be in Seattle. All right. Is it in Seattle? If it's in Seattle, then Ryan Fitzmagic will be there in Seattle. I'm just saying because you can also call him Ryan Fitzpa- Fitz Tragic at times too, but he is Fitzmagic right now. Yeah. Um, I think he's definitely startable. Like if you have guys in a tough matchup uh, that you want to pivot from, I, I, I like Fitzpatrick this week. I, on, um, I, I,
1: okay, so I love Fitzpatrick, but this is one of those times where like everything says, start him, start him, start him. And then he does Fitzmagic th- or Fitztragic things, right? Like you think so? I, I, okay, do I think he's gonna be bad? No, because everything says he's gonna be good, and I wanna trust like what I know. But like just from experience, he always That's he true. always seems to, like do bad. But like, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off the path. just based on what we've seen so far. This is a great matchup. The Seahawks give up four hundred fifty yards to Matt Ryan, three ninety seven just through the air to Cam Newton, and then four seventy to Dak Prescott, like. As great as Seattle looks offensively in defending the run, they're really bad against the pass. Jamal Adams is probably going to miss this next game, too. So I think you have to start Fitzpatrick and maybe even stack him with, like, uh, Preston Williams or Mike Kosicki and DFS, too.
0: Yeah. All right, Brian Hill. Like, Brian Hill dropped a first down that would have won the game for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if you saw that. But, but... It looks like this is becoming a committee.
1: He looks better than Todd Gurley right
0: now. Yeah, he looks more talented. Like, I wouldn't say start him, but there might be a world where Todd Gurley's talent loses out. Like, I talked about how Todd Gurley isn't as talented as he was. And if you didn't believe me, I'm sorry, but it's clear now that Todd Gurley is not the same player. Um, Brian, I mean, this is more of just like a phase out of the Falcons running game. If Gurley gets hurt, I think it's a blessing in disguise for the Falcons. Um, let's move on. Carlos Hyde, this is only if Chris Carson doesn't play. And I know it's... We d- we might not know today, so you, you might not be able to use your waiver on him. I wouldn't use my waiver on him because Carson might play. Like, if Carson plays in any form, even if it's limited, you're not going to play Carlos Hyde. So, just wait. And if you can get him Wednesday when you know Chris Carson is out or you don't have to use a waiver on him, that's probably better. Hunter Renfro was pretty good. Didn't fall into our bops list. But, like... This was probably, I don't know, this was such a weird game.
1: Yeah, I'm not trusting him for yet.
0: Alright. Greg Ward Jr. I think this is a guy that you can start if Alshon Jeffrey is out. Like, if he misses another week, this might be the number two option behind Zach Ertz on the Eagles offense. And he had some good games at the end of last year when the Eagles were going through injuries, so... Greg Ward Jr. is not a bad play. Justin Jefferson, he's my number one wide receiver add. A Vikings wide receiver who they love. They took him with high draft capital, and I think that there's going to be targets to ha- be had for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, I'm, I had Brandon Ayuk written down, but I'm probably going to take that one off my list because with the U.S. Samuel coming back, there's no way I would play Ayuk, so I probably wouldn't add him. Yeah. Um, and then T. Higgins is a guy that you should definitely add, and you can probably play him this week if you have injuries. If not, just stash him um is there anyone else yeah. you want to talk about so
1: jared goff is owned in 39 percent of espn leagues so i think in most competitive leagues he's definitely owned but if he's on waivers he should be probably the number one out of the week even over carlos hyde he's playing the Giants this week it's an amazing matchup i think he's a lock for like at least 24 fantasy points probably um even when they're ahead, they seem to be passing the ball because their running game isn't great right now. And that's just literally the best matchup you can have as a quarterback. So if, if he's somehow available in your league, pick him up. I'm shocked his ownership is that low, but it is. So,
0: Well, even though their running game isn't great, they still like to go to it. And if Daryl Henderson is available, he should also be started yeah. in most leagues. Oh, I mean, sure. Giants, yeah, everybody who you want to start against, the Giants should be started. Um, let's move on to the Thursday night preview. Brett Ripian versus Sam Darnold, and that is the end of our show because you are not going to play anyone in this game. <laughs>
1: Here's what I'll say: I think this game is actually going to be very close, and yeah, like sixteen to fourteen. I think there actually are two players you're going to play from this game: the Broncos defense and the Jets defense. <laughs> uh, I think both defenses are locks to be at least like probably top ten for the week. This game is going to final score is going to be. Uh, 30 to 30 tie game, but all the points for me scored on pick sixes. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't, don't play any players in this game. Maybe play Melvin Gordon if you have to. That's, that's kind of about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We're only on Spotify now moving forward, but I hope you guys enjoyed the show.